Welcome to The Future Strategist with James Miller. Today I'm going to make a play for ratings and talk about sex bots. Please note that my entire analysis is going to be theoretical, as I've never actually interacted with one. My guess is that at least at first, sex bots are going to appeal more to men than women, because men are more concerned with appearance in their mates than women are, and women, but not men, take into account the social status of their potential mate when judging how attractive that mate is. Now, if sex bots remove a higher percentage of men than women from the human dating pool, they're going to change the terms of trade of dating, making it harder for women to find dates. And when women do find male mates, the men are going to get more what they want in the relationship because the men being rarer are going to be more valuable. Now, this is going to occur even if all the bots do is remove, say, 15% of men from the dating market. That is 15% of men who would otherwise be dating women. Now, there's probably a lot of women who would say to themselves, you know what, I would never want to date a man who would date a sex bot. So all the sex bots are going to do is remove men from the dating pool whom I don't actually want to approach me anyway, so this is a good thing. Unfortunately, I think these women are still going to suffer from the presence of sex bots. So perhaps one particular woman, she wouldn't want to date any of the men who, you know, who are dating sex bots. But some of the women she competes with in the dating market would. So a guy who might absent sex bots might have ended up dating another woman, now won't. So this other woman will be competing with our anti-sex bot woman for dates. And so this woman will have harder time finding a date. And then when she does find a date, the man will say, hey, look, I don't have to be as nice to you because I've got a lot more options. If you don't want to date me, I can find someone else who will. And you know, in our relationship, I can expect you to you know, be, be nicer to me. Because again, we both know it's easier for me to find someone than it is for you to find someone. I think sex bots are going to pose a challenge to feminists. Some feminists are probably going to reason the way I did and say, you know, sex bots are horrible by removing men from the dating market. They're going to, you know, make men more valuable and so going to cause women to be treated worse. However, other feminists, maybe like sex-negative feminists, will think, yay, it's horrible when, you know, the feminists who really hate heterosexual relationships will say, this is great, this is going to be removing a whole bunch of men, so now fewer women will be in these awful heterosexual relationships. It's said that women have a civilizing effect on men. And I think a lot of men recognize at a you know, young age, 15 to 25, depending on how they mature, that their natural personality and desires, ways of dressing, ways of eating and speaking are not naturally attractive to women. So a lot of men change themselves to you know, make women like them more. But if a man figures, yeah, I don't need a real woman, I can, you know, just be with a sex bot, she's not going to care how I eat, how I dress, how I purport myself. Well, the men won't try to change themselves, and this, you know, could put some pressure on civilization. So sex bots might cause men to act in ways that women find more disgusting and more disapproval and, and disapprove of more. And so sex bots in this way could increase tensions between men and women.
sex bots might also reduce the motivation of a lot of men to work. I think a lot of men seek high social status and, and, and wealth in part, just in part, but in part to attract mates. Men will figure though, if they can you know, be with the sex bot, they'll say, hey, I don't have to earn a lot of money, have a high social status to attract a woman because that's not my goal anymore. So they, they won't work as hard. Sex bots could therefore harm our economy by reducing the incentive of some men, not all men, but some men to work. Although I guess this depends on how expensive the sex bots are. I guess you could imagine if the better sex bots end up costing much, much more, men might work to get them. But if sex bots eventually become this low marginal cost good, where you know they're, they're like a cell phone or something, where most people can afford very you know the top model, then that this won't be an issue. People won't feel they need to work extra hard to be able to afford a very good sex bot. Now, sex bots are, are obviously going to reduce fertility. Obviously, having sex with a robot is not going to result in a child, I guess, unless you have a very advanced sex bot, but that's, we're not talking about that. So sex bots are going to greatly reduce accidental pregnancies. And to the extent that people get married because they want to have sex and they regularly with someone and they figure, well, you know, once they're having sex regularly, might as well have a kid, well, sex bots will stop that. But I don't think the bots are going to eliminate marriage. A lot of people are, even if they, both partners plan on using sex bots regularly, even exclusively, would say, well, we still want to get married because we do want to have kids. We want to raise kids. We want to split expenses and we love each other beyond the physical stuff from sex. And so the sex bots won't eliminate marriage and it won't cause fertility to go to zero. Um, but because the sex bots are going to decrease fertility, probably, I predict that they'll be banned in dictatorships where governments greatly want to increase fertility, countries such as Russia. Uh, democracies like Japan, where they're very worried about fertility, they might tax the sex bots if they can, or ban them if they could get away with them, but if not, tax them or stigmatize them as much as they could. But in other countries where they're trying to reduce fertility, where they want to lower the population growth rate, government might give them away. So different countries could have very different reactions to sex bots. Now, sex bots, one clear benefit of them is that they're going to do a lot to reduce sexually transmitted diseases. And we, we don't know by the time sex bots come out how, how big a deal sexually transmitted diseases are. You know, new ones pop up and it's hard to model the rate of in, increase in, in infections. But you can certainly imagine if, say, the AIDS virus mutates and it gets a lot worse, then all governments are going to start giving out sex bots to stop the transmission of these diseases. Sex bots could have this weird effect of making men less superficial when searching for live female mates. So if in this future, it's men expect, well, you know, the most enjoyable sex I'd have would, would be with a sex bot. I, I, the man might say, I won't, I don't care that much how attractive my wife is because that doesn't impact, that won't impact the quality of sex in any way. And so men when picking a mate might give a lot less weight to appearance and more to the less superficial qualities. And I think this in turn could cause women to care less about their appearance and, and men too, to the extent that women switch to sex bots, just say, well, look, this isn't, 
as a big a deal and say, look, I'll never be anywhere as attractive as a sex spot is. No one expects me to be. My appearance isn't a big deal in terms of the quality of mate I can get. So it's, it's not, it won't matter. So sex spots might harm the plastic surgery industry and the makeup industry. And it, it might make us less superficial in terms of how we deal with each other because our superficial out, superficiality will, will be saved for these machines. Now, another big be benefit of sex bots is they could increase desire for genetic engineering of the next generation and increase the, the quality of genetic engineering. So if sex bots end up separating sex from reproduction, I think it's going to make it much more likely that couples will go to a fertility clinic, you know, to basically to create an embryo. You won't, if sex isn't something people normally engage in, it would be much more natural, much much easier to, th to imagine saying, well, when we want a kid, we'll go to the fertility clinic and then we'll do what they'll tell us to do. And, you know, the fertility clinic in the near future is probably going to say, oh, and here are some things we can do to any embryos you create, or we can do this to the sperm before, you know, it fertilizes anything to make it a little higher quality. So <coughs> sex bots could accelerate uh, genetic engineering the next generation. And it will also make genetic engineering, I think, better. There's probably going to be trade-offs in terms of genetic engineering. So imagine we're doing embryo selection. So a, a fertility clinic goes to parents and say, look, you know, we basically, we, we've looked at all the, the, the embryos and there's really five you could reasonably pick from. Now the first embryo, kid will be the smartest, but only average looking. Second embryo, kid won't be quite as smart, but much better looking. And it goes on and on and the parents would have to decide. I think a lot of parents today would give quite a bit of weight to how their child is going to look. You know, if it's a boy, how tall the boy is, girl, how thin the girl is going to be, is an adult probably. And this makes sense because unfortunately in our society, appearance does matter a lot. It matters a huge amount for mate choice and, you know, the quality of the mate you can attract is really, really important to your life outcome. But in the future, again, if appearance of your mate isn't that big a deal because of the sex spot and parents will take this into account and say well no I you know I sure I wouldn't mind my child being really attractive but I certainly care a lot more about intelligence and about health and about these other criteria so sex spots could change the trade-offs parents make if parents come to think that appearance isn't going to be that important now there are two barriers to sex spot use. And I think there are uh, disgust and status. If you, you think about sex spots, even when I think about them, it does seem a little icky. And you do wonder if someone told you they were using a sex spot, you'd think, well, what's wrong with you? Why can't, get, why can't you get a real person to want to interact with you? But I imagine we're going to overcome these barriers. I mean, first, there's going to be people who use sex spots regardless of these factors, because there's a whole bunch of men who, who really can't get mates and they're just, you know, say, well, this is, this is better than nothing. But the sex bot industry is probably going to advertise a lot. They'll undoubtedly get some very high status, good looking men to say, yeah, of course I use sex bots. Why, why wouldn't I? And this will gradually reduce the, the negative status hit of sex bots. Also for the, for disgust, I mean, you, you can imagine, I mean, the sex bots don't have germs associated with them. So to the extent that disgust is evolved reaction against germs, maybe that sort of will kick in and people say, wait a minute, it's actually more hygienic to go with the sex bot. Well, I don't know about that one. Disgust is a, is a tricky emotion. 
but I imagine their use will, will gradually expand. I furthermore think that a lot of parents are, are going to eventually want their teenagers to use sex bots. Now, sex among teenagers really does cause a lot of trouble if you think about sexually transmitted diseases and unplanned pregnancies. These are bad things. Parents are you know, afraid of their kid having sex. And if sex, a sex bot is a way to stop that from happening, I think a lot of parents would turn to that, at least you know, if it's not considered disgusting and, and, and low class. You can imagine there might be religious objections to sex bots, but at least in the United States, you know, a, a lot of people who are very religious who you think might object to sex bots probably would object to abortion even more. And I think if you make the argument, look, using sex bots decreases the amount of abortions, maybe considerably, I think a lot of religious Americans might, if they can, again, overcome their disgust factor, say, yeah, maybe sex bots are a good thing. Anyways, that's my speculation on sex bots. Thank you for listening to me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a positive review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please consider joining my Facebook group, which is called Future Strategist. Goodbye.